0: And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And today we're going to talk about leadership and how successful leaders achieve that success. There's many theories about what makes a good leader and how they get that way. And today we have with us Paul Brewerton, who is the co founder of Strengths Partnership, which he founded in 2006 with James Brooks. And James and Paul are the, are the co writers of a new book that's out called Stretch Leading Beyond Boundaries. Their Strengths Partnership firm that they Co-founded is an HR consulting company that provides strengths-based leadership development, coaching, and talent management solutions. And some of their recent clients include Facebook, Novartis Pharmaceuticals, and the Royal Bank of Scotland, just to name a few. And so he's with us today to talk about his approach to successful leadership. Welcome to the show today, Paul. Hi, ketty. Okay, so I wanted to dive right into this. Your company, as I said, you co-founded it, is called Strength Partnership. How do you define strengths? There's a lot of definitions out there, but I want to hear how you define it.
1: Sure. Uh, It's a good question because we don't tend to use the standard dictionary definition. Uh, We define strengths as underlying characteristics that energize us, those characteristics that contribute to our personal development and which can lead to Mm. um, peak performance. I say peak performance. What I really mean is high performance and that it's sustainable. So uh, by our definition, strengths are not necessarily skills or knowledge um, you may have, but they provide the energy and the motivation to get things done.
0: Can you give me an example?
1: So, um, for example, one of my personal strengths, um, uh, we have a, a framework that we use, and we have 24 strengths in the framework. One of, one of mine, my absolute core, is collaboration, so for me, I am energized by working closely with other people. If we have something in common, if we have something mutually that we're working towards, it gives me a real buzz, it gives me a real high working on something where, where there's that, that mutuality. <clears throat> we both have something there that we're working uh, towards. So that's not necessary, uh, necessarily the case that I may be highly skilled in collaborating with other people. Um, I would hope that I'm getting better using that as a skill set, but fundamentally that mutual um interest that i have with other people in something i find profoundly energizing and and really exciting it's something that i want to do um every day at work
0: okay and and again that gives you energy as well now most people would say especially business people who tend to be pretty confident anyway uh they would say well i know my strengths uh we 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 live with ourselves every day. We've been through lots of experiences with ourselves. So surely we know what our strengths are, don't we?
1: Yeah, in- interestingly, we find almost the opposite. That people really? tend to be um yeah, they they tend to be pretty clear on their shortcomings and their vulnerabilities and their weaknesses,
0: mm-hmm. but they
1: don't necessarily have a good understanding of their strengths. <clears throat> Particularly not how those strengths contribute value either to their business or to their customers or how those strengths and those motivations or those energies make uh, uh, make them different from other people. So, um, uh, yeah, what we find is that, that although people, you know, if you ask them what their strengths are, they might say, well, I'm good at accounting or I'm, I'm really good at customer service or, or whatever. They don't necessarily have a really keen understanding uh, of what it is that energizes and motivates them and how that can be used as a a force to help them deliver greater value into their their customers or into their businesses.
0: Okay, and and that just begs the question then, why is it so important for small business owners, especially those that have a growing customer base, as you mentioned, you know, the the customers, uh, to focus on the strengths of the people within their business, not just their own strengths, but of their employees as well? Why is that important?
1: Yeah, okay, so two two reasons, really, um, although I'm sure there are, there are many more. If you know the strengths of the people that you have around you, uh, you can help them to deliver their roles, their tasks, their projects, using their strengths. So that improves their levels of engagement, their discretionary effort, if you like, and ultimately their business performance. That has a knock-on effect, typically, with customer satisfaction and customer loyalty, and that in itself has a knock-on effect on Increasing value within your business increasing the profit and and improving the bottom line within your business So this is a this kind of service profit chain is is fairly well researched the strengths piece of that is also increasingly well researched and now There's a a growing body showing that you know, that's a um, Not just a doesn't it's not just a good thing to do it actually has provable um, Demonstrable positive effects on the business. So that's the, the first reason in addition uh, working to your strengths as a, as a team helps the team to deliver tasks more efficiently and with more energy uh, and enjoyment. Um, so there are, you know, there, are, there are several reasons why. Uh, a final reason, actually, is that if you know the strengths of your team and your own, then you can get much better at compensating for areas that are not so energizing for you by hiring and developing strengths in other people.
0: Very true. Very true. So I'm a business owner. I'm listening to you talk about how I need to focus on the strengths, not necessarily the skills, but on the things that are energizing that you do well, uh, or that you're, you can be getting better at. How do I? How do I help my team members? How do I help my staff figure out what those strengths are?
1: Okay. So there are there are a number of ways of doing this. Um, what we find is that people. When they're asked about their strengths, without having a framework of knowledge uh, or a a model to use, they tend to be quite vague um, and quite generic in the way that they answer that question. Oh, you know, I'm good with people. Um, I'm kind of good with relationships, uh, or I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of a completer finisher. So, and different models. You know, different people will bring different models into that conversation. So, we've developed a um, an assessment approach which helps people as I mentioned earlier, um, pick their strengths through a questionnaire so that they have a profile which shows on a 24-strength on a, um, a profile which are the most and the least energizing strengths for them. That can help them understand their strengths better, and it can help the business leader to understand the people's strengths within the team clearly. So you can see then uh, with, with real clarity, okay, I have someone here with efficiency and with results focus and with detail orientation, Hey that may be a good project manager you know someone who's really going to enjoy the project management process and over here I have someone who has high empathy and high compassion and high relationship building well maybe a role for them uh, would be to uh, be more focused on customer service because actually that's going to enable them to play more to their strengths um, every day
0: True so if uh, a company fully engages if the the owner or the uh president the upper level executives really buy into this and have everybody within the company take this profile at the in the in the end you actually have a company profile of mm. of the strengths of the company and and you can do a lot with that uh from what you're talking about there
1: yeah we we do we do this increasingly actually with small businesses but also with with larger corporate um organizations as well Uh, to help them to understand not just the strength areas and those things that are energizing to them that they'll naturally be drawn towards, but also maybe some of the risk areas. Um, And we categorize risk in uh, several ways. One is strength in overdrive, so when a strength can be overplayed and can lead to unintended consequences. Another, when uh, there may be uh, a limiting weakness, so if a strength is not represented in, in a profile, uh, where actually that may be a bit of a, a blind spot for, for, the, for the team or for the organization. Um, and also um, sources of interference, things that can get in the way, beliefs that people may hold about the future or about the, 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 uh, the business or whatever it may be. So there are three forms of performance risk, and that profile can help a business owner or a business understand both the strength opportunities, you know, what can we do with these, actually how can we galvanize these energies, to achieve positive outcomes, but also how can we limit some of the performance risk areas which may get in the way, stifle our growth if we're not aware of them. And so for many of our, of our clients and customers, that's exactly what we've done. We've, we've shone a light, if you like, uh, or helped them to shine a light on both the strength areas that they have. Actually, we're really results-focused here, um, and we, we, we're really keen to take initiative. Look, you know, we, we're great with starting new projects, and we know that. Um, But we also know that if we um, aren't careful, we may run the risk of leaving people behind because we're so quick to move to the next project, Mm -hmm. and we're so quick and and desire to get to the end point so quickly, we may move on too fast. People may not, you know, come with us. That could be an example of a strength in overdrive.
0: Right. And uh, I want to talk for a minute now about your new book. Uh, It's called Stretch. Leading mm-hmm. Beyond Boundaries. Tell us about what is the book about and how does it fit in with your focus on strengths that we've been talking about here?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so Stretch is about, it's, a, it's a, a leadership fable, effectively. So it's about a manager. It's about a guy called Joe um, who is feeling increasingly pressured um, to deliver to targets, but he's, he's failing to get there. Uh, he's got a team who are, who are infighting, um, under-delivering as well. And he turns things around by really starting to understand his own strengths and his own performance risks, what might be getting in the way of his own performance, and those of his team. Um, And he then starts to organize his team and resource projects around the strengths that he has within that group. So that turns around the team's fortunes. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's essentially the the book. So he um, starts from a point, like many people, where he can't name these things. He knows that there are things that are, that are wrong, um, and he wants to improve them, but he doesn't quite have the mechanism or the method to, uh, to turn them around. And this helps him by giving him a language and an understanding, both of himself but also of his people. So they have this, this kind of common understanding of, um, by the end of the book uh, of, of who should be working where, how they can call on each other when they need each other for, for the use of certain strengths, etc. Um, the other thing about stretch, uh, the, the title uh, we've chosen for a reason, what we find with strengths is that they are the things that we naturally do, the things that we're naturally drawn towards and that we enjoy typically. So we don't tend to focus that much of our developmental energy on strengths. Uh, we tend to focus our developmental energy actually on weaknesses and them, which, of course, can um, – you know, uh, prevent us from f- from failure, but isn't necessarily going to lead to sustained success. So what we found is that this notion of stretching strengths, because it sounds tough, because it sounds challenging, it almost uh, gives people permission to start focusing on their strength areas and uh, making a conscious, deliberate choice to build skill um, and improve those those areas. Uh, Those strengths so that they become really powerful and can contribute huge value to the organization. But this idea around stretching them, you know, stretching them, really putting effort in, uh, we found profoundly helpful in shifting people just from an awareness of their strengths to actually then taking action and doing something different, you know, moving out of the comfort zone and into what we call the stretch zone.
0: Okay, and again, this is from the perspective of focusing on strengths, not so much about developing your weaknesses. It's uh, starting with the foundation of the things that energize you and that you can make even more powerful and that you can leverage even more. Now, you did talk about earlier about the possibility of overplaying your strengths, Mm -hmm. that that can get you into trouble. Give us an example of what that might look like in a small business context.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So if I think about our strengths from the point of view of the 24 that I've talked about, uh, which are split between thinking, uh, execution, relational and emotional strengths, in a small business, any of the strengths could could go into overdrive. But if we think about the business leader for a minute, where we've seen that happen um, most often will be, for example, with creativity Uh, you know entrepreneurs business leaders typically have lots of good ideas lots of new ideas Mm -hmm. but if the strength is overplayed in the area of creativity there may be no follow-through because they're just so focused on coming up with the next new thing Um, as you mentioned earlier kelly self-confidence really does typify many business leaders but if other people don't share that person's vision their self-confidence can isolate them because they're off you know, following through in their vision and, and looking around thinking, well, why isn't everybody with me? Well, that's because they're relying too much on their own belief that this can be done without necessarily engaging other people in, in, uh, in following that vision with them. Uh, resilience uh, is another uh, strength that we use, uh, and this is about mm, going for the path of most resistance rather than the obvious opportunities. So if a challenge looks big, that's attractive. It's energizing. Uh, and for people with a resilient strength, that's how they'll report it. They'll talk about, you know, I had this massive challenge ahead of me, but that was, you know, really, uh, really fantastic. Of course, if you do too much of that, it can burn you out, and it may well burn out the people around you. Um, Persuasiveness is another one. So, uh, you know, in, in an overdrive sense, that could look like overselling, overwhelming other people, and actually switching them off, whether that's customers or whether that's staff. Um, And then finally, one that we've uh, noticed in, particularly in uh, businesses who are in fast uh, kind of growth phases, flexibility. Mm -hmm. So flexibility in its positive form um, looks like uh, being able to cope effectively with change. In an overdrive form, it can look like uh, an individual or a business keeping changing direction, reinventing itself, you know, every few months. And that can be very confusing for for customers. It can be very confusing for, uh, for, for, for team members as well. So any of the 24 strengths that we have could go into overdrive and could lead to unintended consequences. But those are some examples of you know, ones that, in particular, in small businesses and to medium-sized businesses, those in 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 growth, you know, those are the strengths that can most typically go too far.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. You were in this, you know, to answer that last question, you talked specifically about the business owner or you know the business leader, and that that raised the question for me is. Do entrepreneurs, at least the ones that you've worked with, have you seen that they exhibit a particular strengths profile? You know, are there are there certain patterns or profiles that you see that consistently make a good entrepreneur?
1: Mm. You know, it really varies. And, and while we find that in different sectors or for different types of um, discipline or um, uh, industry, you will see certain profile characteristics come through, Um, It really does vary, and and actually that very much um, uh, is consistent with our philosophy, which is really what matters most is that you understand the strengths that you do have in order to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. So whether you have relationship building, compassion, empathy as your top three strengths, or whether you have uh, results focus and uh, detail orientation and strategic mindedness as your top three strengths, you can still be an effective entrepreneur. However... um, To directly answer your question, most common in um, small businesses, particularly entrepreneurs, uh, there's often uh, efficiency and detail orientation lacking. So processes won't necessarily be followed. But there's a very exciting, fast-moving, dynamic environment, and and people gravitate towards that and get very excited by it. There's also likely to be, as I mentioned uh, with the the overdrive risks, high flexibility, high initiative. So there's there's a restlessness there. Um, but perhaps not an opportunity to follow through um, on, on, on uh, or, or a desire necessarily to, to not necessarily follow through on every opportunity. But these strengths make things happen. Um, self-confidence, courage are often high. So there's a strong will, strong belief uh, that there will be a um, a result at the end of whatever it is that we're doing but that may in overdrive look like being dismissive of the realities of the situation and the detail of the situation. So all of these things have a, have a potential flip, but I would say it's those kinds of strengths that you would see more, typical, more typically within an entrepreneur community, although there are many different types of profile that d- describe entrepreneurs well. So, so our view is you, you really need to understand the strengths that you do have and then use those to, to drive productive outcomes in your context.
0: True, and I would suspect, uh, obviously you're the expert on this, but I would suspect that as the business grows and goes through the various, uh, stages of growth, that some of those, what might have previously been a strength, actually doesn't serve the business as well in a later stage. That, uh, for example, when you talked about, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what, uh, you characterized it at, but the, the result is the, uh, the lack of process. The, the new ideas but you know the lack of process well as a business grows uh, it's going to need process eventually <laughs> or it'll be chaos mm-hmm. and everybody will people will no longer gravitate towards it they'll they'll uh, be burned out by the fact that that there's not process involved and nobody will understand what to do as it grows so it it sounds like that at various stages of a business different strengths play different roles or become more important than others. Would
1: mm-hmm. that be true? I think that's right. And, and let, me, let me tell you a, a story about, about our business, which um, you, you've just mentioned something there which is very personal um, and, and very uh, resonant for us. So you mentioned James as well, who's my um, uh, joint managing director and, and, and fellow um, founder of Strengths Partnership. Yes. Now, I, I, I know he won't mind me saying that neither of us have an efficiency strength. Uh, so we would, we would regard that as an efficiency weakness, actually. And potentially, it's a limiting weakness for us as a business. We know that our business depends on process in order to be effective. We run a lot of training. We have a whole product suite. You know th- These things need to be managed uh, effectively, and people need to follow process so that we can scale our business, you know so that we can package it up and that other people can consume what we have in a way that is consistent, that is high right. quality, etc. cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: we recognized early on, actually, by looking at our own profiles and saying, wow, you know, it's a shame neither of us have that. Uh, what do we do about that? And there are different things that you can do about that. Um, one of the things that we've done is we've compensated for the lack of efficiency strength with, um, with other strengths. So I had some feedback recently. Uh, one of our colleagues said, um, you know, I never, I never experience you, Paul, as inefficient because uh, you always get back to me quickly. And I said, yeah, but that's because my collaboration strength is so high. So I'm, I'm actually honoring our relationship, and I want to get back to you quickly for a different reason. You see me right. as efficient, but actually I'm not getting energy from that um, planfulness or efficient process. I'm actually getting energy from, you know, something that we have in common, We we want to talk about. Um, right. So that's, that's, that's one way of overcoming it. Another way of overcoming it is you hire people who have those strengths. So yes. you make sure that you're bringing in people around you who can compensate for a weaker area that you may have. That's what we've done big time in Strengths Partnership. So we have hired over the years uh, many, many people who have efficiency, and they have results focus, and they have these strengths that we have less of, and that makes a really big difference. What we have to do, what James and I have to remember, is not just to, um, you know, uh, at a kind of at a theoretical level, um, value those strengths. Uh, we have to make sure that we really do justice to that by giving people space to do that part of their job effectively. Because we don't have those strengths, so actually there's right. a risk that we may ignore them. Um, but you know, by making sure that we we recognise the value and we, we you know we give people the time and space to use those strengths, um, that they're able to you know bring their A game every day and and feel that they're being really um, acknowledged uh, for, for for bringing them. The final way, by the way, of of getting around that if you have a weaker area uh, in your profile is you just work hard at developing that area so it goes away as an issue. Um, the, the, James always talks about going to the gym when you really don't want to. Uh, and, sure. you, you know, that's absolutely the traditional approach to development. You would you would look at a weakness and say, I'll just develop it to the point where uh, it becomes less relevant. Um, so there's things that you can do. There are techniques that you can use in order to ensure that a, a limiting weakness doesn't sink the boat. Um, but you're right. Different strengths at different stages of a business's growth uh, can play fundamentally different roles. But you really need to be uh, conscious of that and mindful and deliberate in using your strengths differently in order to take the business to the next level. Can I just give one more example? This is, again, yeah, this thank is personal. You. Sure. Okay, so um, I've mentioned my collaboration strengths. I also have strategic mindedness and I have leading. Now, we have a uh, part of our business in the US uh, based in Kansas City. And um, in order for the business to, to move to that next level, to, um, to really uh, to grow globally, and we have, um, we have international partners, we call them, in uh, all parts of the world, including in the U.S., um, I was very conscious that my strategic-mindedness strengths and my leading strength and my collaboration strength needed to be used in a different way to start bringing in a much broader group of people from um, different parts of the world but to do that, I had to get out of the comfort zone, because actually I was very used to using those strengths in the U.K only, right. um, and in just day to day, know working with a small team. So, so I had to be uh, very conscious in using those energies and those strengths in a different way in order to start developing out that, that global side of the business, along with James. Um, and that's really made a big difference to, to the scalability of our business. It now you know, it has that um, emergent global footprint, if you like. But that's only come through James and myself using our strengths in a in a different way from how we've been used to using them
0: absolutely now that is one thing that i I did not mention at the beginning is that your company is based in the u k you also have um a business here in Kansas City, and so you're going to be traveling from uh to the u s from from England uh next week. so what are your plans while you're here in Kansas City? Kelly, meeting. I'm
1: really excited. I'm smiling as you're saying that because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bursting to get on the plane. So I get on the I don't know why I'm saying that because, actually, you know, I'm going to be getting on a plane and be on a plane for 12 hours, and that's not going to be the most <laughs> exciting part of my week, clearly.
0: Um, okay, but so, so I am, beyond the travel, you're looking forward to being <laughs> here, though, right? I'm
1: very much, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll be doing, um, I think, Mike, uh, Mike Miller and his team, who, who are the, the team that we have um, in the U.S., They've organised a whole raft of things. I'll be do, I'll be doing some speaking locally. Uh, I'll be doing a book signing, I think, actually, as well. And um, there's some R and R opportunities, so I get to see baseball. I think if if Mike can organise that, which would be great. Uh, do you have a
0: website that people can go to to find out more about your strengths book or your stretch book and the strengths assessments and all of the different things that you've talked about here today?
1: Yeah, uh we do. Uh the uh, website is www.strengthscope.com. Uh there is also uh us.strengthscope.com. Uh, but you can get to that through the the um the www site as well. Um, and actually that should contain some um, more information about uh, well it does contain some more information about everything that we've talked about. Uh also the 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 various um events that I'm going to be involved in. Uh, next week if um, anyone was interested to come along and I'd be delighted to meet them because of course it gives me an opportunity to exercise my collaboration strength.
0: Of course it does. So we are very happy to have had you on the show today. Uh, We appreciate your time as you're trying to uh, make plans to probably wrap up some things there in the U.K. so that you can come to the United States. But we're looking forward to having you here. Thank you for sharing your thoughts today. And if any of you would like to find out about other ways to grow your business, we invite you to visit our website at ithinkbigger.com and investigate the resources that are out there for you. Also, we invite you to follow us on Twitter at I Think Bigger and to like our Facebook page, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Again, thank you so much for being here, Paul, and safe travels next week.
1: Thank you, Kelly. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Stay strong.
0: I will. You too.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business
0: podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.